You're listening to the Pure Desire Podcast, your safe place to find hope, healing, and freedom from sexual addiction, betrayal, and relationship issues. Hello again, people. I am your host, Trevor Windsor, and you are listening to episode 136 of the Pure Desire Podcast. Here joining me, as always, is my co-host, Nick Stumbo. Word up. <laughs> I feel like that's something that our friend Ben Bennett would enjoy you saying. Yeah. Well, and you would think after 130 whatever podcasts, I'd used Word or Word Up as an intro, but surprisingly, no. Thanks to Google search, I found that I have not used Word Up, and I'm, I'm running a little dry on the intro. So mm. it was good to find a more common one that hasn't been used yet. There you go. This is a, a very easy call to action for you, listener. Uh, Nick needs more suggestions for intros. You can email yes. at puredesire.org. Use the subject line PD podcast intro and uh, your intro too might make it on the Pure Desire podcast. <laughs> That's right. Okay. Uh, so before uh, we talk about the episode today, we are actually in week two now of our series on infamous group members. But first, a couple quick things. Subscribe to the podcast if you have not. You can find us on all the major platforms. And please, if you can, give us a review. It helps more people see the podcast. It means a lot to us. Uh, also, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Pure Desire PDMI. If you like to consume video content, you can check out clips of these episodes on YouTube. Just search Pure Desire Ministries. And then in case you haven't heard, we're now offering an upgraded online group system led by certified Pure Desire group leaders. This is the quickest way to get into group and start your healing. We have groups for both the struggling person and the betrayed person. You can visit groups.puredesire.org to join a group or get more info now. Okay, so <laughs> that was well done. Thank you. Well uh, done. Today's episode, we sat down with our online groups administrator, Dan Howie, and we talked about the infamous group member, the latecomer. Yes, Dan being a very veteran group leader who's seen this a lot of times, and you can tell from his experience, he's got some good things to offer. And mm -hmm. you know what I really like about this series we're doing is how what we do in group that is maybe a little off or a little dysfunctional is actually just a microcosm of what we struggle with in life. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's what the listener is really going to pick up today is how if, if we're struggling as a late arriver, it's not just about group. There's a whole lot of other things right. that we really need to process and think through. And um, I, I think it's going to give great ideas for those who are not the latecomer but are mm -hmm. bothered by it, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> how to not be a jerk and just yeah. say, get here on time, but right. to constructively work on a better group experience for everyone. Yeah. And I think this series too is really trying to push into uh, the importance of why we do what we do as far as the format and structure of our groups, that it is for intentional sure. to try to create the best experience that we all can have. So uh, this is a good one. Enjoy it. Dan has a lot of good stuff to add to the conversation. Enjoy the episode. Dan, welcome back, my hey. friend. <laughs> so Thank glad you you're here. Thank you so much for having Again, me. Again, listener, I wish you could <laughs> hear the conversations and the jokes and the judgment toward Dan's clothing uh, <laughs> that we talked about before wow. episodes. Yeah. Um, new shirt. New this shirt. New, new shirt. New so. undershirt. No, and shirt. And shirt. And overshirt. Yeah. No, that's... Post-Christmas sales. Post-Christmas. That's awesome. Really handy. Um, okay. So many of you listening... Or watching this, if you're seeing some of this, you've either heard of or experienced a Pure Desire group, whether it's online at a local church, Pure Desire groups continue to meet weekly as people pursue healing from the effects of sexual brokenness. As we have heard, as we've seen, as we've experienced, um, there are people we'd call infamous group members, uh, whether uh, they intend to or not. 
there are usually difficult group members in your group experience, whether that is you <laughs> or it is someone in your group. So um, really, we're starting this series of, of episodes really to talk through not just how to identify, am I that person, but also to um, really create a, a safe place and a place that um, really functions well as a group coming together. And so today we are talking about the latecomer. Now, I'm going to say this before we jump in. Dan last week is like, hey, wouldn't it be awesome if you guys started the episode and I wasn't sitting at the chair? And then I walked in during the <laughs> Sorry, intro. Sorry, I'm late. <laughs> I said uh, super cheesy, and then I realized I wanted to do it today, but then I talked myself out of it. So Wow, I actually had material prepared <laughs> if we went with it. It's awesome. Okay, so but you're here on time. We appreciate that. Um, all right, so the latecomer. I was a worship pastor for years, and let me just tell you, um, in my experience, Christians tend to be late for everything. Um, and I, I literally can think of the like six or seven people that I saw walking into church as we're like playing and singing. Um, but you at know PD, who you are. right, right, no judgment. <laughs> it's a you. lot of the same people. Isn't it is. It? it really is. But here at PD, we really appreciate and value showing up on time. And so let's just talk real quick. Why do we see that as such a value? Uh, well, first of all, I just want to say that it does sound personal with you. <laughs> and I would say <laughs> that not all Christians are late to everything. Okay. But all right. But I, I do agree. And and I honestly, I don't Rebuke know. Rebuke received. Got yeah. it. <laughs> if it was uh, you ha knew something, talk to someone. But if there was... In this series of, of uh, infamous group members, this is me. I'm yeah. the latecomer, um, for sure. So, and it, I've kind of figured out why, which is kind of cool. Um, but certainly, when when we come to group, um, it sounds like we're going to be there for two hours. That's a long time, you know. Like two hours sitting at anything feels like forever, except group. I don't know why that is, but it's... It goes by fast. It does. So if you don't start... I mean, this is the most practical thing. Why do we do it? We don't have much time, especially if you have a group of six, seven guys. Um, and if you're going into depth, it's it's just hard to get through the material. So um, right off the bat, give yourself enough time yeah. to finish it, to do the work. I, I think about you know showing up on time also relates to starting the group on time. Yeah. And what we're talking about requires some little bit of self-discipline. Mm -hmm. It's enforcing or putting in place a little bit of structure yeah. and showing a high level of commitment. And I think of those three things for most of us as addicts, and I know in my own past, discipline, structure, and commitment were things mm -hmm. that when I was you know, careening towards old behavior, those, those yeah. were the things that were going out the window. Sure. I didn't have healthy disciplines. I wasn't maintaining, you know, structures of relationship and accountability, and I I didn't have a commitment to the right things in my life, mm -hmm. and so then I'm sliding to places I, I don't want to go. And I, I think when we're looking at recovery, we want to realize that the group itself is only part of our healing process. Yeah. Some of it is learning to be a person mm -hmm. that yep. is committed to what I'm committed to, can show up at places on time because that requires some discipline, and having inviting healthy structure. So it's in some ways, it's a small thing, but you know, yeah. to your question, why is it important? I think it's one of the ways that we embrace this idea that change isn't just stopping a behavior, it's yep. changing the way I do life. Yep. And so if I show up at group on time, I'm showing this is going to be a different way of doing life by my discipline, my structure, and the commitments I'm making. Yeah, for sure. I think um, considering, too, like, I mean, you guys are already talking about it, the extensive uh, commitment that you're making to this group. And you have to also consider there are other people in the group. And mm -hmm. so if those, 
guys or gals are taking 10, like 10 months coming every week for two hours, you also have to take that into account that if I'm late, like, cause this is what I'm thinking. If I show up 15 minutes late, 15 minutes late, that means that, uh, 15 minutes, we're probably going to go over, which means it impacts everyone else's schedule who carved out two hours, which, you know, believe you me, the older you get, it's really hard to carve out two hours every single week on the exact day. It's really hard, whether it's the addict brain or it's just scheduling as an adult, especially when you've got kids and a white, like at a spouse, like all of that. So I think that you have to consider other people as well and the importance that that structure and that time uh, really creates for other people. Yeah, it's it's disruptive when you're starting on time. Yeah, and you still walk in, and it's like, oh, what what happened with James again? I I just caught the last bit of that. What yeah, what did he say? That's true. It's really yeah frustrating. Yeah, it is. yeah. Well, I know we're going to get into a lot of other reasons why the, mm-hmm. the commitment to being on time is important. But for a lot of us, you know, we grew up in church and around a, a gospel idea that emphasizes grace and forgiveness yeah. and that acceptance of other people, flaws and all, just as God accepts us. And with people who are recovering from sexual brokenness or addiction or betrayal, a lot of grace is needed. We all need a lot of that grace. Uh, So how do we balance that understanding of grace and acceptance with being intentional about starting group on time? Because it sometimes seems like it's it's a small thing. Why harp on someone? Just, you know, be gracious. Mm -hmm. How do we balance that idea of (laughs) grace with being intentional to start on time? So you're saying threats are not (laughs) what we're going for? Well, in general. (laughs) Okay. All right. Guess you can go that way. Um, You know, one of the things that, like I said, this was me. Um, I had a guy, one, a leader come up to me and just said, hey, you know, you haven't been a, you know, you've just been a few minutes late to group, not, not like 15, but six. And he's like, so what's going on? Hmm. Tell me, I, I know you're committed to group, but it seems like you're always a little bit late. And that really made me uh, reconsider what's going on yeah. and why, why am I not? Rather than saying, get to group on time, yeah. it's important for you, and now it's just a performance and a standard that needs to be set, uh, which for me, just checked off a box. Mm-hmm. But if someone says, why, do, why are you late all the time? Or what's, what's going on? Yeah. Why can't you make it? Uh, it made me think rather than just say, okay, I'll be there. Yeah. So I think really asking. So I, I notice this is a pattern. Mm-hmm. Tell me what's going on. Yeah. What's going through your mind? Um, I don't tend to like try to over spiritualize it or not everything. Um, gosh, even as I'm saying this, it almost sounds weird, but not everything <laughs> has to have like a biblical basis. Not huh. every single practice of your life has to be yeah. like a verse tells you. To Why do this. did you eat Fruit Loops this right, morning? Exactly mm-hmm. because but... there's fruit in the garden. <laughs> <laughs> Right. So good. Um, which is why I eat pomegranates every day. Right. Oh. Um, so that's uh, not true. Uh, I don't think I've ever had one. Okay. So um, I think out. of like Matthew 18. Um, that's what comes to mind for me. Like when someone, when there's an issue, there's this element of going to them one-to-one, mm-hmm. um, one-on-one. But I'd even say before that, like back to what you were saying, give it some time. Um, in reality, it's not just the person's like brain. It's also like their rhythm of life, their scheduling, their discipline, all of that is growing. Mm -hmm. And so there does need to be grace, especially on the front end. Um, So give it some time. And then if it's something that you see maybe four or five weeks in, it's been this way and consistently is this way, then a one-on-one conversation becomes um, important. And it's not a one-on-one conversation maybe right before group or right after group. Let's make it something maybe that's in the middle of the week. Mm and really just ask questions. I mean, like that leader. So like, what's going on? Like, Mm -hmm. why, you know, why are you six minutes late every single week? Mm -hmm. Like that is something where you also, when you have that conversation can say, Hey, 
Um, this is not me coming down on you. This is just thinking about the way that we run group and the effects that this could have. So let's have a conversation and really stress um, as well. If you're thinking about this question, it's not a, if you mess up one time, you're gone type of system. Um, really understand that grace still is a part of it, but we're also considering the group and how it functions together as a whole uh, for the best experience for everyone involved. Yeah. Well, and I think even the way I asked the question was a bit of a setup because I think we make a mistake at times of inappropriately linking grace and acceptance. Mm -hmm. The grace means I just accept whatever it is about you that's flawed and broken. Well, that, that really isn't grace. You know, grace is tied to the concept of forgiveness of sin. Mm-hmm. And the other part of that concept is that the person recognizes sin and is repentant and looking to make change in their life, and then I'm offering grace as part of that process. But if I'm just continually overlooking someone's flaws and faults, that, that may not necessarily be grace. It's just license to allow them to continue yeah. an unhealthy pattern. And so I think back to, I, I think it was Trent and Smalley that in the 80s and 90s really popularized the idea of tough love versus soft love, you know, and soft love is what we tend to think of as grace, just, you know, you're awesome and I love you and we're all good, but but that it's also loving to say to someone, hey, I'm, I'm noticing something in your life that I believe isn't going to be good for you in the long run, and, it's, mm-hmm. and the other part of this is it's not good for the rest of the group. Yeah. And so in a loving way, and we, as you said, Trevor, and, and you also, Dan, that we can be very gracious in how we approach yeah. someone. Yep. We don't have to be the not, you know, the real rigid disciplinary, like, why are you late? Never do it again, you know, the mm-hmm. threats. But we can be very gracious. <laughs> yes. like, Man, we're so glad you're in our group and love having you come. And mm-hmm. I, I see this as really having some effect in your life, but I'm also noticing mm-hmm. this tendency to be late. So mm-hmm. that's a very gracious approach, but yeah. I'm not just blindly accepting what they do. And and I really think that's also considering the grace side for the rest of the group, that if if four out of five guys are there and sitting around for 10 minutes waiting for Larry, it's actually being ungracious to the other four guys not yeah. to talk to Larry and right. say, hey, could we talk yeah, a little bit? Good. And so I, I think just recognizing we can be gracious mm-hmm. to someone and call out what we need for them to be a better contributor to the group. Yeah. 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 So we've all heard the joke that, um, and I'm, I'm trying to think of all the different varieties of this joke, but if it's, it's like if, you're, uh, if you don't know the dumb one in the group, you're the dumb one <laughs> in the group kind of thing. We've all heard that joke. Yep. Um, so let's say uh, we are the person that shows up late. Uh, to group for whatever reason it may be. What are some tips you guys would give on becoming more disciplined and showing up on time for group? Well, for me, uh, why am I there in the first place? And if I am coming because I have something that I want to address, I I, I didn't just like show up and like, what are you guys doing? <laughs> Can I join? This seems like a fun group. I know, yeah. yeah. You guys look like you're having a ball. <laughs> Uh, I don't know if people say that having a ball yeah. anymore. Uh, yeah. I okay. Mean, you just, you just yeah. dated yourself a little bit. Maybe, fine. maybe a little bit. Um, but I ended up there for, uh, because of a very specific reason. Right. And so if I'm committing to be in this group, um, why am I here? Am I going to do what it takes to be successful mm-hmm. in what I've, what I've bit off to chew because it's substantial. It's not going to be easy. Um, and that happens, you know, you can use the same adage in homework right. or calls or anything. Well, right. you know, what, what got you to this group? So do what I need to do mm-hmm. to make this effective. Yeah. So motivation and priority for me mm-hmm. is, yeah. is key. 
Yeah, when I think about uh, tips, I, I start with the leader, that we do have to be willing as a leader to see that I'm going to get the kind of group that I model. Mm -hmm. um, and, and frankly, for myself, I'm not super regimented. I mean, if we start five minutes after, I'm okay with that. Just kind of allowing time for guys to settle in. And so if a guy's a couple minutes late, and, and frankly, I tend to be in the right on time to one or two minutes late. Uh, but I recognize for me, it's I... I think of myself as a maximizer. Like I always look at a clock and think, oh, I can get this done in five minutes and then I'll go. And it puts mm -hmm. me, and I, I get that that's happening, but I think to recognize, well, if, then I need to be okay that other guys will be a minute or two late. And I am. And so mm -hmm. that's one thing to just think of as a group. Like, what do you want? If you want to start, you know, seven o'clock on the nose, really you should talk to the group about, hey, let's all try to come five to 10 minutes early mm -hmm. so that we start right on the nose. And yep. if, if that's important to your group, you've just got to communicate that. Right. So I, I think as a leader, setting the expectation and being clear about what's expected. And then I, I think if we're the, uh, the one that's often late, and I, I'm going to get into this more in the next question, but it's, it's trying to understand why do I do that? Is yeah. it that I just, I don't plan enough time for travel? Yeah. Is it that I'm sitting at home doing my homework right up mm -hmm. until I have yep. to go and I need yep. to plan for that differently? Yep. Um, is it that I haven't communicated my schedule to my wife and kids and so really they're expecting me to do things that I'm finishing up at home mm -hmm. um, or even my workplace that I haven't communicated? I've got a meeting at such and such time and yeah. so I'm staying too late and it's being willing to look at what's causing this and deal with those. And yeah. so if, if you're habitually the late comer, having that honest look to say, okay, what's really driving this? And then making some adjustments to your pattern. Yeah. yeah. A really practical way, um, and because I've, I've, I've figured this out um, in my own life, that if you schedule things, you're much more likely to do them. Um, and uh, for anybody that's got a smartphone, I, and I, you know, I know Nick's probably going to say something about an iPhone, but uh, I have an iPhone and it actually asks if you'd like to include travel time in your schedule, in your calendar. And so I put in where I'm going and it says, do you want to do it? You say yes. It's like, okay, well, you would leave at this time. And so it's something that just practically, if you put it in your schedule, if you know that the church or wherever you're meeting is 20 minutes away, know that it's like a hard out 20 mm -hmm. minutes before group starts. And mm -hmm. then if you want to even schedule a little bit of buffer time in case you want to stop and get coffee on the way or do something like that, but just be regimented. And that's going to seem uh, really uncomfortable. I mean, I'm the type of person that I've had to force myself to get into a schedule and a regimen, yeah. mm -hmm. and it's really difficult to do at first. Um, but if you want to change a habit, being intentional and putting things in place like a schedule tend to make it a little bit easier. Yeah. 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 I know for me, I tend to, you know, I look at the clock and think, okay, at seven minutes to church, I've got to leave in seven minutes. But what I forget is I have to put my shoes on. I have to find my workbook. <laughs> I'm going to say goodbye yeah. to my wife and kids. Right. And then when I jump in the car, now it's two minutes. Mm -hmm. And right. I, I didn't plan that buffer. Right. And yeah. so sometimes it is being really practical to say, yeah. okay, if, if it's seven minutes to get there, mm -hmm. it's also typically five minutes for me to get out the door. Right. And now we're just, we're backing yep. up and going, okay, I'm, yep. I'm going to be on time this week. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And really it comes down to, for me, it's always come down to why, why don't I want to be early? Because I'm the same guy. It's mm. like right up to the edge. And I know now it's I that that time that you have with no structure with other guys is the time I'm going to be asked to be the most transparent and vulnerable. I'm going to have huh. to be, uh, I'm going to have to be There's honest. more variables at play. Yeah, in that. I'm That's like, what, what am I, what am I? being uh, asked to do and so it's, it's protective for it's you it's very protective yeah that and my parents growing up made us go to church early 
and I'm a little resentful about that as I'm well. I'm that parent. <laughs> yeah. Are you the last to leave? Uh, not usually. Okay. When you have kids, things change a little bit, but <laughs> I usually tend to be the one who shows up. Not my yeah. parents. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is great so far, but we're going to take a quick break and talk about accountability software. Just like Batman's utility belt, we all need tools to help us create sobriety and maintain health over the long haul. One of the first and simplest tools to implement is accountability software. Yeah, absolutely. One of the challenges we face in today's internet age is never before has access to you know explicit material been easier, faster, more prevalent, and really it's it's a form of arrogance, if I could even say that way, to think we don't need help. Right. Uh, in our faster scales that we do in group check-ins, step one involves overconfidence, and I think. If we feel like, oh, I'm fine, I can navigate this now, there's some overconfidence that comes. And so part of everyone's healing journey, we really feel, is that accountability software because it creates that continual feeling for you that the internet is not a place I go alone, that I'm actually there with friends yep. who I can be accountable to, and I, and I can use the internet for healthy things because it has tons of benefits and we want to use the internet well. But the best way I know to guard against all the dark corners that we can get pulled into is knowing if I go there, my friends are going to see it too. And that's why accountability software is vital for anyone's recovery journey. Yeah, and we have three options that we uh, really suggest and we hope that you consider. And really, it's one of those things too where we offer these different options because uh, different options offer different benefits that maybe work best for you and your community. The three options are Covenant Eyes, Ever Accountable, and Accountable to You. For Covenant Eyes, if you go to covenanteyes.com slash pure desire or you enter the promo code pure desire, uh, you will get one month free. And it also gives us a little bit of a kickback as a ministry. Uh, Covenant Eyes is $11.99 per month. And again, you get that first month free. The second one is Ever Accountable. You go to everaccountable.com slash pure desire. You can sign up. That is $6.99 a month. And then there's Accountable to You. Accountable, the number two, and then you.com. So that's Accountable, the number two, you.com. Use the code pure desire. You'll get some benefits there as well. And again, guys, we would just say that this is one of the most helpful tools to have in your belt. So we hope that you can center accountability software. All right, guys. Uh, so let's say that you know we're not the group leader and we tend to be someone who's on time and, and we're finding some frustration with a group member who's habitually late. How could we come alongside a late coming group member and help in this process uh, to maybe get the whole group starting on time? Yeah. More threats. <laughs> Back to the Pretty threats. Pretty much my, my weapons, <laughs> words. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, it's the same thing that we've mentioned before. You know, really what I like to do is is just kind of invest some time in this guy. Let him know that mm. he's valuable, mm -hmm. uh, that we appreciate his yep. input, um, that, that we want to hear everything that he has to say, and we want him to hear what we have to say yeah. and if yeah. and if he's not there yeah. he's missing out and we're missing out yeah. um and it seems to sometimes not every time but it seems to get some urgency of oh i'm, I'm really a part of this mm. and i'm wanted um i know that i haven't always felt wanted in my life um yeah. more want want to be more invisible than visible so mm. um that's one way. Yeah. Yeah. I think another way too is just lead by example. Like mm -hmm. you you are a guy that shows up. You are a gal who shows up on time and uh, is consistent. And I think that that really, I mean, we talk about that in so many different things and that's just a practicality of life that you lead by example in mm -hmm. so many different ways. And so 
uh, you being on time. And, and here's something, this is interesting. There are people, uh, I've noticed there's almost two or three different types of people, but specifically there are people who are going to be late. And let's say you know that that person lives 15 minutes away and they wait until about five minutes before group and then text you, hey, I'm going to be late. And it's like, well, are, like, are you just leaving now or did you leave 10 minutes ago? Like, be intentional that if you know you're going to be late, make sure that people know like well in advance, like, hey, guys, maybe it's an hour, maybe a half an hour before group. Uh, look, sorry, group members, this is you know going on. I'm going to have to be late. Sometimes there's things outside our control, but being intentional about how we communicate and then also leading by example, whether we are on time consistently or being intentional about our communication if we can't be. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, when I think about coming alongside someone, it's that idea of just trying to help them understand why they're habitually late. I, I think of a podcast we did uh, probably over a year ago now with Michael Dye, and he talked about the faster scale and a gal he was working mm-hmm. with that was you know just super late to everything. It had cost her some jobs, and and he tells this story of following her to work one day and just noticing the frantic pace she was in and <laughs> her frenzy this. of getting to work, and um, and he noticed how it actually was part of her faster scale because it enabled her to ignore a lot of things that would have maybe reminded her of what she didn't have or mm. the trauma in her life, and mm. and to then talk with her that it's it not it's not just that you're a late person, it's that this has become part of how you cope and medicate with pain mm-hmm. versus yeah. trying to help her see if you would slow down right. and go early, the time you would have to notice beauty in this world, have conversations. And I just, I thought that was really interesting to think through, could we do that for one another? So maybe sitting down with that friend and saying, hey, tell me about the hour before group. What are you typically doing? Yep. You know, And, and maybe mm-hmm. you find yeah. out that it's it's just the chaos of getting dinner and dishes done and picking up and they, they don't want to leave too early. And so they, they help as long as possible right up to the last minute. And, and then they leave and they're always late and saying, yeah. well, what yeah. would it look like to have just a conversation with your spouse to talk about how you'd like to be early and, and even saying to them, I'm, I am committed to helping with the dishes, but if you don't mind, yeah. I need to leave at such and such time. And if I don't get everything done, I'm committed. I promise when I get home, I'll finish. Is it okay though that I that I leave? And sometimes even those conversations with the spouse, it's like, oh yeah, I didn't realize you were so interested in being on time because mm-hmm. they're maybe used to us being late and they don't <laughs> right. think we care. Right. But if, if we say, I, I really want to be on time, I'm really committed to this group, I know it helps everyone that we can get going. And so I want to make sure I'm doing my part. Yeah. Um, and maybe that's even a conversation with a boss of, hey, I, can I come in 10 minutes early on this day? So yeah. I leave 10 minutes early and yeah. And some of those are uncomfortable, but that I think is part of going back to what I said earlier about our commitment and our structure that we have to be honest about our needs and about what we can commit to. And sometimes a hard conversation can open the door for us to then really make that priority something that we stay committed to. Um, Okay, let's take the perspective then of a group leader. Um, And as we've already established, I'm that guy who likes to show up uh, early to everything. Uh, growing up, if you were on time, you were late. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you're early, you're on time. So uh, that was kind of drilled into me. But let's say uh, group leader and you have someone who's showing up to group late every single week. Um, how do we as a group leader help? Let's let's do a kind of a two-parter. One, how do we help that individual in our group? And then two, how do we balance that with protecting the group um, and the safe place that we're trying to create for people? Yeah, I think one of the things that a couple things. One, first of all, starting group on time, and we've kind of talked about it, but yeah. it really, it really makes a difference if, when someone walks in and they're late, and someone's already working through their stuff, and and no one says, "Hey, 
what, how's it going? Yeah. They just come and sit down, and right. it it does kind of set the tone. So not waiting for them, basically. No, absolutely okay. not. Um, we start on time because we want to end on time. Mm-hmm. That's one thing that I I believe is super important is respecting everyone's time. Mm-hmm. We've committed to two hours. Let's let's use those two hours. Yeah. Um, I think that's really good. And then also, uh, we've talked about talking to people one on one, but there's certain groups where I feel like it's more important than others, but just reviewing the the group guidelines yeah. from time to time, once a month, every other week, whatever it takes, just kind of like, here's what we committed to, doing homework, making calls. Mm-hmm. I, was th- I, I just looked it up today because I wasn't sure if it's in there, and it doesn't say start group on time, but it should. We should make <laughs> it because it, it is a thing. So yeah. anyway, definitely, you can you can set those expectations, remind them, and actually follow through, and I think people start getting the hint hmm. um, when when they're four minutes late and yeah. and someone's already yeah. talking. So yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking about, you know, advice that I would receive early in my ministry career from other pastors that there is a tendency that says, well, people always come a little late, so let's start a little late. But recognizing that if you start five minutes late, then people will start to come 10 minutes late. Mm-hmm. And so if you wait for them 10 minutes, then mm-hmm. they'll start coming 15 minutes All late. All Christians it's, are late yeah, every single it's, 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 <laughs> it's a perpetual cycle that, that yeah. people who are stuck yes, in um, a yeah. faulty pattern, Absolutely. they're just going to adjust that pattern with you. So one of the other things I've seen that I really encourage groups to, to work against, um, even if you quote unquote start your group on time, but you allow 15, 20 minutes of just chit chat, mm-hmm. that actually communicates to group members. Well, we don't really start till 7.20 when I pray and we go into our group check-ins, right. which kind of creates a sense of, well, if I'm 15 minutes late, I didn't really miss anything. Mm-hmm. I just missed chit chat. Yeah. So what, like I said, I, I tend to be a right on time, a minute or two late, but once, you know, we're at 7.03, 7.04, like we're starting, we're praying, we're, yeah. dump, we're jumping in and... Yeah. Uh, and I think that does create a sense of the group has started and I missed a start. Just like at church, if the worship team has started or the welcome yeah. and, and announcements are being given right yeah. on 1030 and people are walking in like, oh, if, if I want to be here from the beginning, I will need to come early. Right. So it, it's just that idea of a group member. And then the other thing I think when you're the leader, um, it, it's just always good to start with questions, with mm-hmm. that inquisitive, hey, I've noticed the last couple of weeks you're late. What's you know what's going on? Anything mm-hmm. I can help with, or anything we need yeah. to know? And some people may be in a season where it, it might be unavoidable. They might say, "I cannot clock out till six thirty. Mm-hmm. It's usually a twenty nine minute drive, but if traffic's <laughs> bad, it's thirty four. You know, yep. whatever they say." Mm-hmm. And yep. and then you maybe choose to work with that. And but then you know, because that is a difference. If if I know this person has this commitment and they're, they're not just mm-hmm. lollygagging at home or yeah. sitting in their car drinking their Pepsi and not coming in then I can be more accommodating. But if, if you don't know, so just start with that question of, hey, what's going on? And, and they may just say, yeah, I just keep running late. And that's a time to emphasize that, hey, we, we like to start on time. And you might have noticed when you got here tonight, Bill was already sharing. And mm-hmm. you know, just realize that's kind of a distraction to Bill, yeah. and we want to respect everyone in the group. And I think people then get it, but yeah. that, that posture, when you give them a chance to explain what's going on, they're going to be more open to what you have to say versus if your first text or your first conversation to them is, hey, could you stop being late? It's bothering the group. Mm-hmm. Now I'm put on the defensive. Yeah. I'm feeling a little bit Probably like, well, who are you to tell me what to do? And, right. um, so just starting with kind of that question, I think can help a lot too. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, one of the things, um, and you guys are like right on, uh, something that's like a, another perspective that I have seen fruit in and I've talked to some people about is um, communicating to that individual how it actually affects the group. Because I think a lot of people, when they walk in late, they don't think, 
oh, I'm making group experience worse for them. Maybe I'm making it worse for me because I'm not showing up on time. But we don't consider just naturally, I think, especially walking a group maybe for the first time, the first few weeks of it, we don't think, oh, this is negatively affecting the group. They're already going. They didn't wait for me. It's not a big deal. But what I've seen is in communicating that that can be that added layer of like, oh, there's more at stake than just me being late and not getting to maybe share as much as I wanted to. Mm-hmm. There's me missing the answers or the check-ins from other people that add value to me in my life. There's the safety that um, I'm potentially compromising. because it's like the guy walks in late, he doesn't feel as committed as I am if I'm showing up on time. And it's like, I don't really feel safe sharing this with you because you're not really committed and in this with me. You're just kind of this floater person who's around and feels inconsistent. So I think that there's a an element to whether you're doing that in group, as a group saying, hey, here's the importance, guys or gals, of what we're doing in group and why we do it this way, or it's a one-on-one conversation, adding that little piece of like, hey, consider the value of the group and how everyone experiences it yeah. and how that plays, I think can be... Um, surprising in in how people can react and respond to that positively. Sure, because we are natural isolators, mm. so we tend not to consider others in in our actions. So yep. we'll do what what's comfortable. Yeah, yep. you know, as we're talking, guys, it just occurs to me that this topic is far more than the group people are attending. Uh, that this applies to our life in general. Um, and yeah. if, if we're the late comer to our group, we're probably the late comer as a way of life. Mm-hmm. And and so this really is, it's worthwhile to, to help someone work through because it's probably part of the healing they need is mm-hmm. thinking about what's the pattern that's causing this and part of your health may be overcoming it and how can our group help and, and support that. And so I, I hope listeners are catching that, that man, this is more than just a healthy group. This is a healthy lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So any other final tips today, just to groups, to members, to leaders on how to handle the latecomer and make sure you're having an effective group time? Yeah. Yeah. I'd, I think, um, I think we've talked a lot and pulled up the same points and it feels like it always comes down to lead by example. Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm going to lead a group, I need to be an example of what I expect, um, being consistent. And then also going back to some of the same questions we asked for in lots of different situations, what's the benefit? Why am I, if I, if someone's truly late or if I'm truly late, what is, what am I getting out of it? Mm -hmm. What's the benefit for me? What do I get to avoid, protect? Um, like you said, it's a, we're doing it for a reason Mm -hmm. and, um, it can be a great, uh, tool to shine a light on on what we truly believe or feel. Yeah. Uh, I think for me, it's easy to just, if you've been that person for your whole life, it's Mm -hmm. like, well, this is just how I am. Mm -hmm. Um, Evaluate what your schedule looks like actually toward the beginning of the week leading up to group. Like, am I missing things? Am I late on everything else? Mm -hmm. And does that kind of just create this rhythm of life that it's like, I'm just late to everything. And so the more disciplined or more scheduled and intentional we can be with our time leading up to group, we're going to feel less rushed to maybe Mm -hmm. get that, like, I'm going to maximize my time and get this done. It's, well, actually, I've already allotted enough time for all these things in my life, and this kind of helps me get on time. Um, And I'll be honest, like, if you are someone who is a latecomer and you uh, are in a group, call your group members and say, hey... I'm struggling with this. Can you talk me through it? Like what's worked for you? How does this impact you? What are ways I can improve as a group member? There's that humility that's built in there uh, that I think that could just bring a lot of fruit and bring you closer together as a group. 
Yeah. It's interesting. I mentioned on one of our beginning of the year podcasts that I was hoping to read Malcolm Gladwell's uh, Talking to Strangers mm -hmm. this year. Got it for Christmas. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> uh, read it, loved it. And he brings up in a couple of case studies how people who are in an agitated mindset or experience even a little bit of trauma don't have the capacity to remember things as accurately mm -hmm. or really yeah. address yeah. the truth of what they've seen. So he, he was bringing it up in light of like, court cases and getting an accurate mm -hmm. witness. But I, I think there's, to your point, Trevor, something to remember when we're coming to group, we want it to be a deeply meaningful experience. And if we come in frazzled and in a rush mm -hmm. and throw on our stuff yeah, down yeah. and barely did some of our homework, yep. like our ability to engage and really be changed by the group is is minimized. Mm -hmm. So that it leads into what I was gonna say, uh, kind of two things, one on the more serious, one on the less serious. On the more serious side, I think we have to cast the vision uh, repeatedly of just the value of group. Mm -hmm. Because if, if you think about things in our life that we're not late for, if our team's in the big game, the Super Bowl, the championship, like <laughs> we don't miss tip-off or kickoff, so right? True. Like mm -hmm. we're there an hour early right. waiting for it to happen. If right. if our best friend is getting married, we're not late. If we're going to a funeral, it just it's so unkosher yeah. to show up late that we don't. So. Right. Part of it in, in group is to recognize, have I created for myself and the group, like this is a high, high priority. And part of that is if it's a high priority, we're not gonna miss it, we're not gonna right. be late. Mm -hmm. right. So I think emphasizing that vision. And then on the you know the more lighthearted side, I have had groups where we're missing, you know, we're not starting on time, we're missing phone calls and we'll kind of create some fun group challenges. Like, okay, our goal this week, everyone makes their phone calls, Everyone shows up on time, and if we do, like I'm buying ice cream after the group, or we've done things like that, which it sounds almost junior high-ish, like we're gonna have a class pizza party, but it, I'll tell you, it works. <laughs> if there's pizza, they will Because guys like, That's, oh, yeah, well, right. make, we made, yeah. I was thinking one week in particular, we made all of our phone calls, everyone's faster scales, and just that little incentive was like, okay. <laughs> and it, it actually did create some carryover because yep. we got into yep. a rhythm yep. and the rhythm was good. So if you're really struggling, particularly as a group, like you've just got several people coming late and it's getting a little out of line, like make a goal, say, hey, next week, here's our goal. Yep. Everyone on time, yeah. everyone's work done, and if so, I'm buying snacks, you know, whatever. Right. So mm -hmm. uh, think creatively, have fun, and yeah. I think it'll help your group a lot. Yeah. Uh, so the reason why we're even talking about this is because we value creating the safest, the most effective, and really the most life-changing group experience that we can have. And it's important to identify the tendencies that can halt that, that can get in the way. Um, and really, we're looking for ways to ensure that everyone feels comfortable coming to group and can lean into their own healing each week mm -hmm. um, because you really only get out of it what you put into it. And so uh, just the experience you guys both have in group, appreciate, uh, appreciate a lot. And Dan, thanks for joining us, man. Thanks for having me. Wherever you're at on your journey, Pure Desire is here to help create a roadmap for your healing. If you or someone you know is looking for help, you can go to our website, puredesire.org, and start your healing journey. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast, do it. It's free. Share it with your friends and family. Write a review. Help others find the podcast. And lastly, never stop being healthy.